0: Alrighty, and we are live. God bless everyone today. Um, today has been a really amazing day today, especially with the weather. yesterday. It was snowing, and the day before that, it was super cold. So, we are excited for some warm weather. Praise God for that. Um, as you may have noticed, um, we wanted to title this uh, broadcast God is Willing. And um, I actually woke up this morning and we were in the living room and I was just talking to my husband um, because we were listening to, I I believe we were listening to a message or something. I don't know what it was, but it triggered something in me and I started talking to my husband.
1: Which is, this is how a lot of podcasts come to pass. We'll put that out there. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Conversations in the living
0: room. (laughs) So, you know, I started... My husband was in the in the dining room eating something and I, I just turned to him and I'm like, you know what God is willing. God is willing it, you know God is willing to do exactly what he said he's going to do. It's just us, you know we're the ones because I don't know what I was telling him but I it, it something struck in me where I was like, you know I'm surprised how God can use a man And oh we were talking about was it David Wilkerson? yeah yeah it was david wilkerson with the testimony of nikki cruz yeah that i had been recently hearing this uh the testimony of nikki cruz and um i was telling my husband that i was or what came out of my mouth was i'm surprised how god can use one man and i stopped myself and then i said hi wenda god bless you um and then i said you know what I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I had to correct myself and say, you know what? I'm not surprised that God can use one man um, to to bring this this other man to the feet of Christ. But I said, I'm not surprised that God can use one man. Why should I be surprised at what God can do? He's almighty. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. There's no reason why I need to be surprised of anything that God can do. He's a God. He's a God, all powerful, majestic, wonderful, all knowing. So then I changed what I said to my husband and I said, you know what, I'm surprised at man because God will always be willing to use us. God will always be willing to use us. I mean, he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for us. And then I told my husband, you know, it's us, it's us. We have the choice of, accepting of believing of acting upon what god has already said god is willing so i
1: no i was gonna say you know it's so interesting because people like to say you know god you know do your will Mm -hmm. which is true right we want god to carry out his will his perfect will on earth as it is in heaven but god has already showed us his will he's already demonstrated He's given us dreams. He's given us visions. He's already used other people to make it clear to us what the plan is that he has for us. And yet we're still waiting, saying that we're waiting on God, but God is willing and he's waiting on us.
0: Right. So then we go back to David Wilkerson with the story of Nikki Cruz. And this one man was willing to obey what God told him and go into this City, this neighborhood that even the police would tell him, Listen, you go in there, you ain't coming back alive. But he was willing to go in there because God told him to go there. So it, I'm not surprised at what God can do because God is an all powerful God. And when you read this book, you read about all the power that God has and all the great and marvelous things that God has done. It's us. It's when it, what what marvels me is that this man was willing to uh, believe God, obey God, go to this place. And here's Nikki Cruz. And if you have uh, heard, God bless you Patola. If you've heard uh, the story and the testimony of Nikki Cruz. He talks about how he was born into a family that was pretty much a satanic family. And this family had no love. He he was abused at such a young age. And at the age of three, his mother had locked him up in this this place and didn't feed him. It was a a punishment. Um, He was dedicated to, to the devil and everything. It's a long story, and I know many of you have heard the testimony of Nicky Cruz, but at such a young age, he literally says that at the age of four, he remembers where his innocence just left, and he just started to to say, you know what, Nikki Cruz died at age four, that innocence, and then came in all this evil thing. At age four, I remember when my boys were three years old. They didn't even know how to play with certain toys. Like, It's just, is mind blowing, right? But then God would send a man to do possibly something that people thought was nearly impossible. And if you know the story of Nicky Cruz at the age of three uh, or four, you know, he just, became somebody completely different. There was so much hate in his life. He did unimaginable things. He had killed people. He he had a gang of what, like 72 people, um, including um, men and, and women. He, he, he did so many things and so many sins that he was pretty much rocks. I remember a psychiatrist, he says, came to help him. And at the end of the program, the psychiatrist says, you know what, Nikki, there's no hope for you your your heart is cold and your heart is dead this is a psychiatrist telling him this and here comes uh david wilkerson being obedient to what god put in his heart and he goes and he's able to get to nikki cruz tell nikki cruz that jesus loves him and nikki cruz he says that that was one of the worst things that that man could have said to him because this is a man that since he was little didn't know what love was. And here comes David Wilkerson and tells him, God told me to tell you that he loves you. And he leaves and that man, Nikki Cruz, was not able to fall asleep because the word, Jesus loves you, kept running through his head and it, it, it almost tormented him. He couldn't sleep, he's like, how can somebody love me? Who is this man? Who is this Jesus? how can he love me and because of the willingness that david wilkerson was able to have this nearly impossible situation he gave his life
1: to the lord yeah, it makes me think of the story in the bible with uh, the young boy who brought his his food to jesus and the Bible doesn't say that Jesus was looking for food. It doesn't say that he was like, hey, "Wait, hey, anybody has food that, that I can use to do a miracle? No, the Bible says that the boy brought to him, right? He brought to him the five loaves and the two fish. And it just shows us that you might not feel like you have a lot to offer. You right. may not feel that you can do, uh, you can serve a multitude. But look at what God did when you put what you have in the hands of the Lord. David Wilkerson, was able to minister to a man who was lost, a man that was filled with hate mm-hmm. because he took what he had and he put it in the hands of the Lord. Because like we've been saying since we started the broadcast, God is, God is willing to do what he said he was going to do in your life.
0: And that's, if there's one thing that we we wanna like let you know in this broadcast is that God is willing. We're going to keep repeating that. Hashtag down there, right? God is willing because you need to understand that God is already willing. If, if if God sent his one and only son to die on the cross, it wasn't just so that his son could die on the cross. It's so that every power of, of, of Satan, every authority that Satan had on humankind would be destroyed to the point that we have even authority over death. That we, with authority of the Holy Spirit, the authority that God has given us, we could command the Spirit to come back into a dead body. like. And, and that's another thing that we were talking about regarding, you know, our daughter, um, uh, which, you know, I'm not going to get into that. Dude. Uh, I'll stay stuck in that <laughs> subject because I have a lot to say about yeah, right. that. But what I'm trying to say is that you need to understand that God is already willing. The pe- We are the ones that put the limits on God. But how do we put the limits? And that's what we want to talk about and get you out of that mindset that we're the ones, we're the ones that, that with our insecurities, we're the ones with, with our questioning, we are the ones with our self-doubt and all of that stuff is we're the ones that put the limit and then. What happens? We limit ourselves and then we start wishing that, you know, if God could use me like that. No, God does wanna use you like that. The Bible says that he has given us all power and all authority, all power and all authority. It's up to us to exercise that. That's why I was so impressed that, um, that David Wilkerson, not in the and not in the power and the authority that God used him because again, like I said, God is God. It was more that. He was willing to do something. And we have been in a situation where we have been willing, especially with our daughter, where we were willing to trust God, even if we didn't understand it. We were willing to trust God because, you know, one of the things that I was telling my husband and perhaps maybe I am getting a little into it, but it, it, this is what something that triggered that I was telling my husband this morning was, you know, we were willing, me and my husband were willing to trust God in the whole process of our daughter, because our daughter should not have been even born alive. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. She shouldn't even have been born alive. The doctors that were uh, scheduled to perform the surgery on our daughter didn't want to because they knew that she didn't have a chance. She did not have a chance. And I remember my husband told the doctor when they told us your daughter has a 6% chance to even make it to six months. We're not even talking about a year. The condition that your daughter has, uh, she possibly in the next couple of of weeks might pass away and she only has a 6% chance. I remember my husband told that doctor, well, what if she is the 6%? And we trusted and believed in God. We trusted and believed in God. So we needed to trust and believe in God and believe that God says that we should have faith and faith works faith moves mountain something about faith works in our favor we're not talking about just like little uh nice words that this says no we're talking about words that have power and when you exercise the word of god in your life whatever god has said in his word or said over your life it comes to the past but when we are willing and i remember when my husband said that i was like you know what yeah that's right And what happened? My daughter had that surgery, and she came out of it alive. She came out of that surgery alive. And she was, again, she was not even supposed to even be born alive. But we were willing to trust God. We were willing to to put our hope, our faith, our confidence in God. And we would pray. We would declare. And everything came to pass. So it does not matter whatever you think about yourself. God is willing and we want to prove to you through the word of God uh, what it says because it is the word of God if you can listen to our words but it's the word of God that uh, brings the manifestation and the proof and we want to read to you in Matthew chapter 8 oh I know if you want to read it you want me to read it Matthew chapter 8 it says a large crowd followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. And in another version, it says, um, he worshiped and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. And then what did Jesus reply? Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing. He said, be healed and instantly the leprosy disappeared. So this is, this right here, we're gonna get a little bit into this, but there's so many things that happened here that we kinda wanna just uh, break down. First, you have a man with leprosy, and if you know about leprosy in those times, if you had leopard, you were were literally an outcast. No one touched you, no one wanted to be around you because what you had was contagious, and you were considered um, unclean. So here is a man with an actual real situation. Again, it doesn't matter how big your situation is. If your situation is contagious. It's
1: also a life and death situation.
0: A life and death situation. An impossible situation like Nikki Cruz, which was an impossible situation. I mean, the man did not know nothing about love. Love sets you free. This man was bound by hate by no love of a mother, of a father, of nothing. He was murdering people, he didn't care about his life. And here we have this man that in these times, this was a big situation. He was an outcast, leprosy. And here comes um, Jesus coming down this mountain. And in that crowd, this man says to Jesus, if you are willing. So we wanna stop right there because The question, if you are willing, has a lot to do with us nowadays. And the reason why many of us, you know, God said, you know, I have this for you. God says, I want to do great things in your life. Yet, if you are willing, has a big role in what we're going to talk about. Because-
1: Okay, because if you think about it, he already believed that he could be healed because if you keep reading it says if you're willing you can make me clean. Mm-hmm. So those are there's already a belief that there's a possibility, right? And I believe that there's a lot of us that we believe that God can, but we haven't pushed past that point to to put our faith out there to believe that he will. Right. That he will heal us.
0: And if you if, if you are listening and you have like stepped away from the things of God, one of the things that I hear the most always is, you know, um i've done so much sin i've done this i've done that and so that's why i say we we're gonna stop right here in the part where the leopard is saying if you are willing why is he saying if you are willing well you gotta understand that this leopard had already been through a a a rejection this leopard had already been through through feeling that he's worthless uh, feeling like he's the lowest class of the lowest class, and that you know that translates into in, in us nowadays, into why people can't take that step in ministry, in, in 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 their calling, in in whatever it is that 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 you know that you are believing God for, or you believe God can do, is that something's holding you back, and is that. Heart where if you are willing which we translate it into our own emotions our own thoughts whatever you think about yourself um, not everybody has like confidence like we were talking about last last time about confidence even in your prayer life that I have here um you know when you pray you know I've heard people say tu yeah we pray the will of God but do you know what the will of God already is which we can even read in in um and we're talking about prayer. Um, and if you want to read it in Matthew chapter seven, seven, what does it say?
1: It says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened to you.
0: So what is that? What is that even saying? It's saying what the will of God already is. It's saying that if you do these things, there's, there's a response that God is going to give us. It's, it's not, you know, it's not something that's up in the air, you know, it's not um, uh, something you put for chance or like, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. But it is definitely something that the will of God is for us to prosper. The will of God for us is to, to, to increase, to multiply, to be fruitful. You know what I mean? If, if it's a case where you can't have children, you need to keep declaring, you need to keep asking. You need to keep, you know, working at it. You don't just accept it and, and then you live your life. You know, if it happens one day, then it happens.
1: No, and, and even with the guy, we, you know, we don't know what he has been taught, right? We don't know uh, what leaders are, are speaking into his life. And and maybe he was hesitant, right? Maybe he felt, well, Jesus, you know, he's such a, a, a high figure. He's, he's being followed by crowds. Does he even have time for, for one person like me, especially someone like me, that has leprosy, like my wife was saying earlier, he's already dealt with rejection. And so whether it's what he was taught or it's the mentality that he had, he still didn't come with a conviction that Jesus would heal him. It was almost as if if it wouldn't be too much for you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Could you take out time to heal me? So we all, we create this space yeah. between us and God that's not there, right? right. right? We create a, a distance. Right. When Jesus died on the cross and the veil was torn, there's no need for a high priest because the high priest is Christ. By Christ dying on the cross, it gives us access to the father. So there is no space between us because the Bible says that anyone who wants to see the father has to come through Christ. That that bridge, that access has already been granted.
0: Right. So well, what ends up happening that we start over complicating things. We st- if that man would have known that god had sent his son for these very things
1: if he would have read matthew chapter 7 chapter before
0: <laughs> if he would have read the chapter before he wouldn't have asked such a, a, a um you know like such a such a silly question if, if we could say that um he wouldn't have had to ask such a silly question to to, to the to the son of god who came for these very things to 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 um desacer. how you say
1: desacer? To
0: set, set the captives free. To set the captives free. To, to undo the things that the enemy had um ha, had done, you know. And and unfortunately, in these times, this still happens, you know, where a lot of people are, they're this leopard. Where you know, if you can, God, you know, if you no, He is, He can, He's willing. You know, he is willing. God is willing. But are you willing? Are you willing to, to change your prayer, the things you say in your prayer? Are you willing to to, to say, you know what? Um, I am somebody that that God is willing to do something for. I mean, are you willing to change your mindset? You know, sometimes you got to just get kind of like certain things out of the way because they're in the way of God actually manifesting everything that he has for your life. It is just in the way. You just gotta get that, move it out of the way so that you can have full access to everything that God has for you. Why? Because
1: God is willing. Now, think about what the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah. It says, for I, ha- for I know the plans. And and so, you know, if you were to put yourself uh, into God's mentality, what is, what is God thinking of you? right? Who am I that God is thinking of me, right? A man. God wants to bless me. God wants to use me. God has plans to prosper me, to set me on high. Those are his plans for me. You see, if you start there, there's no room for the enemy to put those seeds of doubt, to put those seeds of rejection, to put shame and condemnation, things that separate us Mm. from the Plans and the will of God because we think God is not willing to work with me mm-hmm. Whether it's what I've done in the past even though the Bible says that he Forgets the things that I've already received forgiveness from he doesn't see those things mm-hmm. He sees the blood of his son that was shed on the cross that covers me mm-hmm. Right the Bible says I was made the righteousness of God
0: mm. I think I think that the key point there too is, is the separation the enemy, what he wants to do is just to separate you completely. And how is he going to do that with, with self-doubt? With If you've been rejected, if, and if, like I said, if you're listening to this and you have stepped away from the things of God and you're thinking that because of all that you have done, the sin that you have committed, any listen, just go and, and listen to the actual testimony of Nikki Cruz. There is nothing that God, like God is willing to forgive you. Mm-hmm. If you are willing to accept his forgiveness, he wants you. It's not that that He he's rejected you, whatever the enemy has lied to you about, telling you, you know, you've done this, you've done that, you've embarrassed yourself. You know, how, how are you gonna just give your life back to the Lord over, you know, like the 500th time? Listen, you have to put that to the side. You have to put that to the side because that's that thing that's, like he said, is that thing that's gonna separate you from accessing um, um, the forgiveness of the father or, or, you know, if you have like self doubt about yourself of what you can do, you need to push that to the side and deal with it because God has, has not only um, given us so much, in my opinion, he's given us so much power, authority, dominion. He's given us uh, the anointing. He's given us the blessing. He's given us so much that, you know, If you don't access these things that God has for us, you're gonna be stuck in, 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 in almost like in that wonderland, in that wonderland wondering, you know, can God use me this way? Can God forgive me? Or even can God heal me from this? Or can God really change my son? Can't like wish you know, as a parent, and you have a situation with a child that you feel is impossible, that you've prayed and nothing is happening, You're putting limits on God. You're putting limits on God. You can't put limits on God. You have to deal with that. You have to deal with that. You have to say, you know what, after that taxes, I have to deal with it you deal with it through the word you can all do all things through christ who strengthens you there's nothing that our god cannot do especially as a parent because we're parents you know we have children they have a lot of energy um but you know you have to be you have to know at all times that god is willing god is willing it is us ourselves that we put that those limits and then we don't see any results we don't see any results um, but when you actually step out, and I want you to really understand what I'm about to say. that when you actually step out and overcome all those obstacles, um, you do not know who on the other side is waiting to hear from you. You do not know on the other side whose who's life you, can, you might possibly liberate from, from, from hell, from death. You do not know because if God does something and if he's calling you for something there's a big reason behind it especially now in the days that we are living we need people to step out and we need people to do the work and know that God is willing to use you um sometimes it takes a step yeah a step of what a step of faith literally a step of faith and when you take that step you're taking a step into the will of God.
1: Yeah, and you're taking a step um, even past your emotions. You're, you're going past what might not feel right at the time. But you're going to see that as you continue to take steps in the plan of God, you're going to see what he really has for you. It makes me think of this movie. I, I know it's um, it's a little bit um, silly because it's a kid's movie, but um, it's the movie Crudes, part two. They thought the monkeys thought that their, their God was mad at them, right? And so they had to feed him bananas. But they used to live in a land that was lush, that was fruitful, that 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 was there was an abundance. And what had happened was somebody else came and rerouted the water source. So it makes me think of like when the when the Bible says when Jesus is telling the disciples, an enemy came in the night and planted weeds, right? God wants to bless you. He wants you to be fruitful. And just like in the movie, once they found out by taking a step back, right, that somebody had changed the water source, somebody had came in and planted things that was redirecting the flow of God into their lives, they were able to address the problem. And see, God wants the flow of, him, of himself, his presence, his power, his authority, like my wife was saying earlier, his dominion. He wants the fullness of that to be taking place in your life. And there are things that we put as separation, things that stop the flow of God, things like doubt and, and, and fear and anxiety and not even believing in our own selves. But the Bible says that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So not only is God willing to use you, but he's willing to use your family. He's willing to use your grandchildren, everybody in your household, everyone connected to you. God not only has a plan for you, but for everyone connected to you. When you make up your mind, right? There's a preacher that we follow. He talks a lot about decision-making. And sometimes with, with spiritual people, we overcomplicate things. But your life is a series of decisions that you're making. You need to decide. You need to make up your mind and make a decision to do what God has already called you to do.
0: The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, for god has not given us a spirit of fear timidity but of power love and self discipline in other words to say self control or sound mind and when you are put in a, a, a position where where you know that god is willing but there's inside of you there's the doubt that arises there's the whatever situation uh, arises you need to you need to know about this right here for god has not given us a spirit of fear and
1: it's where here. Timothy. Timothy.
0: I just want to make sure I was saying it right. But of power, of power, meaning that you have power over that. Um, the verse that you had uh, mentioned about uh, authority. Oh,
1: Luke chapter 10. We're going to
0: go to Luke chapter 10. Verse
1: 18. Okay, so Luke
0: chapter 10, verse 18. And, you know, many of us have heard this, but I, I just want to read it. Chapter uh, verse what? Chapter 10, verse 18. And it says, There it is. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. So we go back to uh 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, where it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power. Then after that, it says love. Love. You have to love yourself, first of all. You love yourself so much so that you know that God did something because he loved you. And then what? Self-discipline or sound mind. Whatever is trying to control and it rise itself above the word of God, you control that. You make it submit to the word of God. By how? by literally saying out of your mouth, God is willing, so why am I not willing? Why am I stopping myself? That's called self-control. That's called having a sound mind where you're not letting all the doubt, the fear, whatever's trying to steal your joy, whatever seems impossible. That's you, it's almost like you allow that to rise up. And then, therefore, you think that God can't do something. Or, or you—you again, we haven't even finished reading the the thing. But, again, you're back to the the leper. If you're willing. If you're willing. And Jesus, what does Jesus respond? What is Jesus' response to that? I am willing. So, God is telling you right now that he is willing. He is willing. You probably have asked the Lord, you know, man, Lord. I don't even know I've done this and I feel this way about myself so I don't know if you're gonna be able to use me to the extent that you said you're gonna use me because I've done this because I failed because listen God is willing if you are willing
1: no sorry and sometimes we get overwhelmed right because we maybe we think what you know how far we are from what we we desire or how far we are from what God said but God is literally saying I'm willing to not only work with you, but be with you day to day and help you get to where I'm trying to get you to. It's not going to happen in one day. It's going to take time, right? right? What we're encouraging you today is to not see God like he's far away from you. He's not far away from you. Actually, he's so close. He's more closer now than he's ever been. Why? How do we know that? People are, are experiencing the power of God like never before. We're in, we're in, these times that we're living in and people, they know that God is pressing on them to do something, to speak up, to get involved, to put action to whatever God has already placed in their heart. So people know that God is calling them. It's a matter of pushing past whatever is overwhelming you and taking a step and allowing God to work with you. He's willing to work with you until you pick up some momentum and you're able to start maturing in the Lord in a way that you can start showing more fruit. You know, it's not just one decision that you make today, but the first decision is the important decision, right? Because that gets you started. That gets your motors going, you know? We're not telling you to look at the whole picture. We're telling you to make a decision today, believing that God is willing to touch you. Look at what happened when Jesus touched the leper. The Bible says that Jesus said, I am willing and touch the leper. And immediately he was healed.
0: Immediately.
1: You see, what what can God do with one step that you make in the right direction? He can heal you. He can take away whatever has been troubling you. Now, going back to a verse that my, my wife read in 2 Timothy, the Bible says he has not given us a spirit of fear. What does that tell us? that there's real spirits, Right, there it is. there's spirits, there it is. there's strong forces that are coming against us. There it is. I'm not trying to give you an excuse, and I'm not trying to give you a, a way to say, well, you see, that's why I haven't done what God, no, what I'm saying is, there are strong things from the enemy. Yeah, and you have
0: to be aware of those things yeah. in order to come back, that's why I am saying that there's things that are in the way, that you have to deal with that in order to get to the god is willing deal with that i'm pretty sure that this leopard had to deal with the fact that he was coming to this great man that he's he's heard of he's doing great things and he's like so like timid and shy but you know what he overcame that he's like are you willing that that's what had to come out of his mouth
1: can we go back to to the worship part yeah okay so we we were looking at at this chapter through different translations When we went back to the New King James Version, right? So you got the NIV, the NLT. It said that he kneels before God, or kneels before Jesus, before he says, you know, are you willing? But in the New King James Version, it says, and behold, a leper came and worshipped him. That's it. How can how can you translate that in a different version and leave that part out? What does that tell us? That tells us whatever this man was struggling with, right? maybe he was battling Man, should i go up to jesus i don't want to get rejected i've already been rejected by the city should i even should i even approach this man when you begin to worship i see some people already worshiping in the chat when you begin to worship i mean thank god that he allows us to worship him right and we don't have to worship him from far hallelujah he allows us the bible says to come boldly to the throne you know you're you're, you're allowed celebrity that you have to stay far away and and you got to have VIP access and and you got to have credentials. You know, Jesus allowed the woman to come wash his feet with There was still a little bit of doubt there, but he took a step and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Hallelujah.
0: He was a leopard, an outcast, and he came to the feet of Jesus and worshiped him. The same man that said, are you willing, knelt before Jesus and said, and started worshiping him, that gave him an access, like we, you know, we we wrote it down, worship will give you access to the Father, and we wrote that down because somebody needs to know, whatever it is, God is willing, but you perhaps have to worship your way to it because as you're worshiping your way to it, your soul is being liberated, your mind is being set free in order to receive what God wants to give you because he is willing. But you have to position yourself in the way that you're able to receive it wholeheartedly and act upon it, and you will
1: see what God can do. Hallelujah. And and maybe you have. Maybe you have the desire to do for the Lord. Maybe you you know that you're called by God, but you feel like there has been so much opposition. Maybe you feel that there has been so many things rising up. Every time you make up your mind to take a step, you feel like so many things rise up against you, and, and you really literally feel like there is a force trying to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Well, let me tell you something today. God is giving you the solution whenever you're going to start again. And I want you to make up your mind. Before I take a step, I'm going to worship. Before I take a step, before I make an important decision. Maybe you're thinking about selling your house. Maybe you're thinking about starting a business. Maybe you're thinking about getting married. Whatever the important decision is that you're gonna take, Praise and worship will clear your mind so that you can really be in the spirit to make a step that could change your life and change the life of others in your family.
0: Listen, I can really talk about that. When I feel that my mind is a little bit cloudy and cloggy and then I can't think straight, listen the first thing i i I think about is number one i'm a child of god there's no way that i should my mind should be cloggy and i can't think i can't even like like almost like peace is like like where are you peace you know the first thing that i do and my husband knows i have a karaoke karaoke uh, microphone and i just start worshiping and then i just start worshiping listen if you're a parent, okay, and you're having a difficult time with your kids, just start worshiping, okay? Just no, listen. Seriously, <laughs> worship is 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 one of my tools. Bring all, bring all your kids to the living
1: room in front of the TV. Here.
0: Listen, there's something about worship that is just like because what happens is that that if the enemy can 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 uh, control your mind and make it chaotic in here then you start feeling that in here in your heart and then you start exercising that 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 uh disturbance that's in your spirit and you start having an attitude with your husband you start having an attitude with your kids you can't perform well at your job you just start thinking so negative because why because there's there's a disorder in here this is a disturbance in your spirit and when you start worshiping it's almost like if if, if something whatever heavy a uh, baggage was put on you once you start worshiping the lord that thing starts to like crack it starts cracking off of you and falling down on the floor because you are magnifying god you're making in your worship you know when you're singing when you're praising lord you're almighty i praise you i give you glory you're magnifying god and what happens is you're decreasing whatever situation is happening in your life to the point where Guess what? You have what power and authority over that. And that thing is not controlling you. I mean, there is such a, 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 a when you worship, you have so a, a, a full access to the father. And then the father could just come in and just do whatever he needs to do um, in that situation and in your life. The problem is that we overcomplicate things and we don't understand that, that God is simple in the things that he tells us to do. Is you we don't have to overcomplicate anything. We just have to have that inner peace. Um, and I'll read it again. Second um, Timothy, Second uh, Timothy, chapter one, verse seven, for uh, New Living Translation. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline, or self-control and self-sound mind. Um, and I want to also leave you, before we leave, I want to leave you with Matthew chapter 7, um, verse 7 and on. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for, for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open for you. Key word here is to keep on doing it because God is willing. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. God is willing. The leper said, are you willing? And Jesus said, yes. And out of his mouth immediately immediately, uh, came out, be healed. He was seeking, he was knocking, and an answer came to him and the door was open and he received his miracle.
1: It's interesting too that, Jesus didn't go looking for the man. Jesus didn't go looking for the man and say, hey, do you have leprosy? Do you want to be healed? The man is the one that found Jesus. And Jesus is always available. He's always available. He's always willing to impact our lives in a way that we need him to, that we desire him to. And some of us really just need a touch. But like my wife said earlier, we need to be in position right we need to put ourselves in position and we need to believe what the bible says to believe as simple as it may sound the bible makes it very clear that those that ask will receive those that seek will find those that knock on the door the door will be opened yes
0: and it continues in verse 9 and this is this is what the father does not do okay So God is willing, but you need to know what he does not do. And this is what he does not do. You parents, this is an uh, an example. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more mm-hmm. will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him?
1: What kind of gifts?
0: Good gifts.
1: Mm. What kind of gifts?
0: Good gifts. Mm. Um so we 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 hope that this word has encouraged you, has encouraged your, your your spirits, um, has really uh helped you to deal with what the real problem here is. That it's not that God can't do it. Like we were saying at the beginning of this broadcast, David Wilkerson
1: knew that God can do it. It
0: was up to him. And what impressed me was that he was willing. In a a very scary situation, because you try going into a neighborhood where there's been crime, there's death, and where the man himself came up to you and told you, I will kill you if you tell me again that Jesus loves me i will kill you if you come into this neighborhood and start preaching about this god that you serve and david wilkerson was like david wilkerson actually actually told him i know you can kill me and i am scared right now but i want to leave you with this jesus told me to tell you god told me to tell you that jesus loves you and what did david wilkerson do he left those words jesus loves you were so powerful that Uh, Nikki Cruz could not sleep, it tormented him. He kept hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. How can somebody love me? How can somebody love me like this leper? How, How, you know, how can you you heal me? If you're willing, heal me. And God was willing to change the life of Nikki Cruz so that he could just become this big evangelist, a man that did not know, love, nothing, but David Wilkerson was willing.
1: Isn't it interesting though, the way God does things, he, he didn't, you know, accuse Nikki Cruz of all the crimes that he committed, right? That he, he The Bible says that the goodness of God leads man to repentance. I know that's a little bit off of the thing, but God has good gifts for everyone watching this program. And there's great things that he wants to do with each and every one of our lives, not just our lives, but he wants to do things with our families, with our generation, with our grandchildren, everybody connected to us the blessing of the Lord. There is no limit to what God can do. And before we sign off, we want to make a prayer for those that are watching and those that are going to watch it and listen to it later today um, through the podcast. And we just want you to leave encouraged and we want to pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for everyone that uh, was watching live with us today, those that are going to be listening later today and throughout the week. We thank you, God, that your word is always on time. We thank you that your word is alive and active, and it's going to accomplish what it was set out to do. God, we find strength in your word. It is the very food that we consume, God, to help us, Lord. There are things that have risen up in many people's lives to stop them, to hinder them, to discourage them from doing what you've called them to do. We cast down all of those fears, God. We thank you for...
0: Are you willing? And today, the Lord asks you, are you willing? Are you willing? So God bless you all. Have a great day. And we'll see you next time. Hey, listen, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I know that it has been a blessing to your life, whether you're cooking, stuck in traffic, or whatever the case may be, but I don't want to leave without introducing you to the best thing that could ever happen in your life, and that is Jesus. He is the reason why I am here, he is the reason why I am alive, and he is the reason why I experience victory in every situation in my life and you can as well you can walk in victory too i promise you that your life will never be the same once jesus is in your heart so if you are tired of the way your life is going and you want jesus in your life repeat this prayer with me lord jesus i confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness please come into my heart as my lord and savior Take complete control of my life and help me walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit thank you Lord for saving me and for answering my prayer if you said this prayer welcome to the body of Christ we would love to connect with you and help you by sending you a free gift message us on Facebook at Renew Today by Jessica Cruz. We love you. God bless you.